Second Peter chapter 3, I'd like to begin, begin reading in verse 11. It said, Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, in which righteousness dwells. Going over to Revelations chapter 21, I want to begin reading in verse 1. said, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. I want to preach and teach tonight for a little while on the new heaven and the new earth. Now the Bible says that John was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and by the Spirit of God, he viewed the splendor and magnitude and the glory of the city of God. The new Jerusalem is the capital city of heaven called the heavenly Jerusalem. In John's vision, the capital city of heaven became the capital city of the earth. And this is the city for which Abraham, when he left his home in Uri, spoke. And he said, For I'm looking for a city which hath foundations and whose builder and maker is God. For you'll notice that the Word of God says that the architect and the builder of this city was the Heavenly Father. You see, kings and governments of the earth have built their cities and they've gained fame throughout the whole earth. And there's many spectacular places that you could look at and you could say was a wonder and you could say was magnificent. When you began to look at Rome, which it sits upon its seven hills and was once a world power and was called the Eternal City. But today, for the glory of Rome is faded and leaving only the ruins of the columns and a few pillars of the temple which testified that Rome was not the eternal city. But you could visit beautiful Paris and France and on the Cyrene River and you could see the Eiffel Tower and the Notre Dame Cathedral. You could, vi you could visit Venice, Italy and see the queen of the Adriatic and you could visit Washington, D.C. with its dome capitals and its Washington monument that towers hundreds of feet into the air or you could see the rotunda memorial of Jefferson and the beautiful White House. You could visit New York City, the crossroads of North America and you could look at the sky with the skyscrapers uh, towering hundreds of feet into the air like the Empire State Building where you could go to the lookout platforms on the top of the building and you could see for miles. Uh, you could visit the United Nations building and you could marvel over its modern architect and all of these cities were made by human hands that one day will fade away like a leaf that's dried up and fallen from a tree for Hebrews 13 and 14 said for here we have no continuing city but we seek the one that is to come we're looking for the city New Jerusalem we're looking for the new heaven and the new earth which is the eternal city of the Lord 
You see, the new Jerusalem is an eternal city that is especially prepared for the saints of God. The Bible said in Hebrews 11 and 16, he said, Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. For this was the testimony of Jesus while he was here on the earth, as John wrote in John chapter 14 when he said, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And all the splendors of the earthly cities fall in comparison to the splendor of the new Jerusalem, of the city of God, that's the builder and maker of this heavenly city. You see, the word of God describes the capital city that Abraham testified about as he began to say that it had foundations and then John saw those foundations in his vision of the capital city in Revelations chapter 21 when he said now the walls of the city had 12 foundations and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb for the foundations of the city are garnished with all manner of precious stones the first foundation is jasper a green rock like crystal the second foundation is a sapphire a sky blue spotted with gold the third the third foundation is a chalcedon a green stone like the green of a peacock's tail the fourth foundation is the emerald a green the greenest of all greens the fifth foundation is the sardonyx a stone that is different colors basically white with layers of red and brown breaking the white background the sixth foundation is the sardis stone which is a blood red stone the seventh foundation is the chrysolite a shining stone with a gold radiance to it the eighth foundation is a barrel stone a sea blue or a sea green stone the ninth foundation was topaz a greenish gold stone that was transparent the tenth foundation is chrysopratus an apple green stone and the eleventh foundation is jaseth a violet bluish purple stone and the twelfth foundation is the amethyst also a violet and bluish purple stone but more brilliant than the jaseth can you imagine the fiery brilliance and the splendor of the glory of God that's going to line up and going to light up heaven and going to light up this beautiful city and the glimmering light of the glory of God is going to fill the whole earth and can you imagine as the glory of God shines off of the walls and the foundations of this heavenly city how beautiful the colors are going to be and how brilliant and splendor it's going to bring in its beauty you see the beauty is bound to be the most dazzling and staggering sight in all the universe you see in this city there's room for all in this city the Bible said in Revelations 21 and 18 he said the construction of its walls was jasper and the city was pure gold like clear glass when you begin to research and study about the building of the city and the structure according to John in Revelation we find the height of the walls was 144 cubits or approximately 216 feet the city was built four square which means that it was 6,000 miles around this beautiful wall encircles the city and is made of jasper which is 
is a diamond. Can you imagine a city wall 6,000 miles long made of a pure diamond? The largest diamonds known to man today is only two and a half ounces. But the walls that surround my mansion in glory is solid diamonds 216 feet high and 6,000 miles long. Can you imagine in your mind the splendor and the glory that's going to encircle your mansion? You see, this sparkling diamond wall reflects the light of the glory of God as Jesus Christ lights up the city. The streets of this city are not made of asphalt or concrete or brick, but the Word of God said in Revelations 21 and 21, He said the streets of this city are pure gold. They're so pure that it's like transparent glass, for there are people on the earth that would fight, steal, and sell their soul for a large sum of gold. But even the poorest of God's saints is going to be able to walk upon the highly refined gold throughout all eternity. This capital city has 12 entrances. There's three gates on each side. These gates have angels as their guards, and they're not shut day or night. The Bible said in Revelation 21 and 27, he said, but there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book. We can find that each of these gates is one pearl. Can you begin to imagine this? You've got walls that are 216 feet tall, 6,000 feet long, and they're pure diamonds. Then there's three gates on each side and three entrances into the city. Every gate that's, to the, that's covering the entrance into the city is a solid pearl. Can you begin to imagine? Each of the gates is pearl. Just how large the gates are, we can't find any acknowledgement. It doesn't tell us in the Bible just how large they are. But when you begin to think about that through these gates, it's going to give access to millions of the saints that's going to pass through them. They've got to be huge. They've got to be large. And they're going to be solid pearl. You see, this city is beyond compare to any other. We should just now be begin to understand what Jesus meant when he said my in my father's house are many mansions. You see it's difficult for our mind to comprehend what God means by many because we're so limited in our figures. One reason heaven's lost its charm for a lot of people is because they've tried to compare it to things here upon the earth. But friend I've got news for you. The Bible said we have not even begun to comprehend. We we could not even begin to fathom. We could not even begin to understand the glory and the splendor and the things that God has prepared for us. You see, but there's nothing that can compare with the glory and the splendor that shall be revealed in that heavenly city. Think about it. In this city, every home is going to be a mansion. Jesus is going to be the king. Angels are attendants. 
and the citizens of the city. It's the saints, the blood bought, washed again, born again, people that have served God and gave their heart over to the Lord. Sometimes the enemy wants us to feel like that we don't have anything to look forward to. He wants us to feel like we're down and out. We're powerless. We're puny. We're anemic. We have no authority. We have no power. We have no faith. But I've got news for him. I'm born again. My sins are forgiven. My name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I've got a mansion with my name on it. I'm going to be walking on streets of gold. There's going to be walls surrounding me that's pure diamonds. And I'm going to walk through gates that are pure pearls. I've got something to look forward to. Can you give him praise tonight? Hallelujah. You see, think about it. Instead of plastered walls, there's going to be jasper walls. Instead of highly polished floors, there's going to be transparent floors of gold. Instead of any of the modern lighting systems, the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, will be the light that will light this city. What a thrill to know that our homes are going to be lit throughout eternity by the bright and the morning star, the Son of Righteousness. For Revelations 21 and 23 said, The city had no need of the sun or the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it, and the Lamb is its light. You see, the Son of Righteousness will shine upon the multicolored foundations of the city of God. They'll reflect their beauty into our mansion. You look at the water system in our mansions in glory uh, will be clear as crystal coming from the throne of God and the Lamb. For Revelations 22 and 1 said, He showed me a pure river of water of life, uh, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and the Lamb. It won't be water that needs to be filtered, for it's coming from the fountain of the living water of God. If you love river scenery, uh, this city should intrigue you for there'll never be any clearer more sparkling crystal like water that'll ever flow through a river channel again like this water you see on either side of the river is the tree of life bearing twelve manners of fruit and one fruit for every month of the year for this is the orchard of the city of God in this city there are no slums or mediocre neighborhoods for only the elite will live there by the grace of God guess who's going to be the elite you and me we're going to be the elite we're going to be the ones that's going to dwell there we think we see beautiful mansions here we think we see beautiful places here upon this earth but none compares to the mansions in glory you see in Revelations chapter 1 he said in verse 5 to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. There will be no cemeteries there. It will be a city without grief or graves, without birth or burial, without tombs, constantly reminding us that the enemy called death will never knock upon heaven's door again. Death will be vanished away. 
There will be no need for the welfare agency for all will be rich. There will be no need for homes for the elderly for this is the land where we will never grow old and will never get feeble. The river of life is the fountain of youth. The city directory is the book of life for all the citizens of the saints. The new Jerusalem is the headquarters of harmony and the city without discord or violence. What a glorious three it'll be to hear the songs of the redeemed of the ages blending in perfect harmony and accompanied by Gabriel's trumpets and then David entering in with the harps of glory. Does this place unspeakable and full of glory make you want to go to heaven? Does this make a desire in you to say, hey, it's worth the fight. It's worth the battle. I know we've been through some hardships. I know we've been through some storms but we've got something great waiting on us uh, when we get to glory. You see, it's the hope of all the ages. If you're longing for a place like this, uh, then it's possible for you to become a citizen. Revelations 22 and 14 said, Blessed are those uh, who do his commandments that they may have right to the tree of life uh, and may enter in through the gates into the city. For through simple obedience to Christ... You can be made righteous, the saints of God, that are heaven-bound, that are blood-washed and blood-bought. For Jesus has purchased and prepared the holy city for us. He wants you to meet the requirements for admission into this city. You don't have to be rich. You don't have to be intelligent. You don't have to be smart. You don't have to be talented. It doesn't matter if you're tall or short, thin or fat. It doesn't matter what color your skin is. Uh, the only requirement is, is that you have a personal relationship uh, with the Savior of the world, uh, and he's Jesus Christ. Uh, the only admittance into this uh, is that you confess your sins uh, and that they're covered by the blood of the Lamb uh, and that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Uh, and if your name is there, friend, you've got an you've got an admittance into this city. You've got a card with your name on it, a mansion that belongs to you, and you've got things to look forward to. You see, he's calling you today to repent, believe, and receive your heavenly inheritance. Why do you think the devil tries so hard to discourage us? He wants us to think that all that life is and all life will ever be is hardship, struggle, poverty, and battles. But friend, I've got news for you. Whether I ever have a mansion down here or not, God's been working on one for me for a long time. And I can't even begin to fathom what it's going to look like when I get there. I can't even begin to, uh, to begin to imagine the beauty and the splendor that's going to be in that mansion. But it makes me have the desire to want to do whatever's necessary, whatever I've got to do, to make sure there's nothing that stands between me and God. To make sure there's nothing that's going to hinder my departure from this world and my entrance into that holy city that when we get there, the gates are going to swing open wide. There was one place in one scripture where it talked about the gates of this city will never close. It will always be open. It will always have an entrance for those that are believers in God. 
Church, I know sometimes we feel overwhelmed, we feel beat down, we feel depressed, we feel overcome and overwhelmed. We feel like sometimes that the, the problems and the trials of life are more than we can bear. We feel like sometimes that there's things more than we know what to do with. But I've got news for you. We're about to finish this thing up. We're coming to the end of the race. We're about to win. We're about to cross the finish line. And the King of Kings and Lord of Lords is about to step out on the eastern sky and he's about to take the church home. He's about to rapture us away and we're not going to have to worry about pain and sickness and sorrow and problems and discouragement and finances and depression and graveyards and cemeteries and funerals and nursing homes and hospitals. We're not going to have to worry about those things because in a twinkling of an eye this old body's going to be changed and we're going to have a glory body uh, that we're going to enter into that glorified city uh, and we're going to spend all of eternity with the Lord uh, and we're going to praise him for about a million years uh, and then we're going to get our second breath and we're going to dance all over heaven again uh, and we're going to praise him for another million uh, and then we're going to take the third breath and start all over again uh, I'm glad to know that I'm a born again believer uh, I'm a child of the king uh, my name is in the Lamb's book of life uh, I've got heaven waiting on me and I've got everything in glory that's going to be mine it makes me want to shout it makes me excited to know that all the hardships and all the battles and all the scars and all the turmoil and all the tears and all the blood and all the sadness that has happened to us while we're down here we're going to be well rewarded if we'll just hang on but we can't give up now We've come too far to quit now. We've come too far to get discouraged now. We've fought too many battles. We've overcome too many devils. We've come through many, too many situations. Uh, we've got to keep on believing, keep trusting, and keep, uh, keep on going for God because we're about to wind this thing down. But it's going to be a wonderful time when we get there. It's going to be a glorious time. Can you imagine having something that glorious, that brilliant, that bright, that powerful, that magnificent? And the Lord leading you down the streets of gold, and all of a sudden he stops and he turns to the left and he says, Welcome home, Brother Tidwell. This one's yours. It's been waiting on you for a while been complete for a while but it's just for you can you imagine what that's going to be like when God himself lights up the whole heavenly city there's no need for any sun or moon no need for any other light because Jesus is going to fill the place with his light that means it's going to be a perfect temperature there's not going to be any hot smoldering days and there's not going to be any shivering cold nights. You won't need your heater, baby. We won't need our heaters anymore. But all we'll need is the glory of God. It's going to be worthwhile. Would you stand with me tonight?
tonight I just simply one more time want us to go to the Lord in prayer and I want us to ask the Lord to help us to be busy doing what he wants us to do to help us be obedient to the plan of God help us not to ever hesitate or to withdraw from what God wants us to do but help us to go forward with faith and the power and the anointing and the demonstration of his spirit that we can overcome all situations and all circumstances I believe with all my heart that in these last days God's going to manifest himself in such a powerful way that it's going to be even beyond what we have read about in the New Testament when Jesus walked upon the earth it was a glorious time to think about him walking down the streets of Jerusalem and them laying sick by the roadsides and in the marketplaces and just his shadow healing them or them reaching out and touching the hem of his garment it's a wonderful thing to know about all of the things that he did as he opened blinded eyes and he made the lame to walk and he raised the dead but I believe with all my heart in these last days God's going to manifest his power through the body of Christ in such a fashion in such a form that the world is going to be astonished and may amazed and if he's going to do that guess who he's going to do that through every born-again believer that put their faith and trust in him you don't have anything to be depressed about you don't have anything to be down and out about because God's going to equip us and help us and empower us to be victorious in this life and then he's going to reward us beyond our greatest imagination in the life to come. I want to be part of what God's got planned.